Every spring, the New Mexico Coalition to Enhance Working Lands, otherwise known as NMCOOL, convenes for an annual summit to highlight successful collaborations from the previous year and to look forward to future opportunities in the land of enchantment. We're taking a different approach to virtual events in 2021, and instead of our usual day-long summit, we're hosting this mini podcast series to be followed by a short summit meeting on April 21st via Zoom. Our goal for the summit this year is to not only encourage folks to engage with the content of these interviews, but to give listeners the opportunity to do so from somewhere other than in front of your screens. I'm Steph-Marie Von Anken, Program Manager with Holistic Management International, and this is the NM Cool Podcast. I'll be your co-host for this series, and welcome to our first episode. want this to be a platform to showcase our guest speakers and their projects. So I'm going to keep my comments to a minimum and stick to our interview questions from the NM Cool Summit team. Let's dive in. Today we are joined by Lance Irving and David Bailey of the Sand County Foundation. Can you all go ahead and introduce yourselves? Sure. Hi, it's a pleasure to join you today. My name is Lance Irving. I'm the National Director of the Leopold Conservation Award Program for Sand County Foundation, and I am joining you from Wisconsin today. And my name is David Bailey. I am the Western Director for the Leopold Conservation Award. I've worked for the Sand County Foundation for just over two years, and I hail from Liberty, Utah. Wonderful. Thank you both so much for joining us today. We're really excited to have you here. Can you start off by telling our listeners what the Sand County Foundation does? Sure. The Sand County Foundation is a 501c3 that is based in Madison, Wisconsin, though we do work all throughout the country. We work at the intersection of agriculture and environmental improvement. There is no place called Sand County. It is a reference to Aldo Leopold's book, A Sand County Almanac. And we take some of that timeless knowledge that Leopold imparted on us and help to recognize that working lands can be an answer to environmental challenges and that conservation and production can and should have a symbiotic relationship. Thanks, Lance. I think a lot of our listeners can align with what you just shared. So what's the Leopold Conservation Award, and when did it come to New Mexico? The Leopold Conservation Award is launching in New Mexico in 2021. This will be the first year of the Leopold Conservation Award in New Mexico. And actually, the call for nominations is open right now. While it's new in New Mexico, the program began in 2003 in Colorado, and since that time has grown to encompass 22 states and is still growing. So it is a program that may be new to some of the listeners, but it is not a new program, and it is emphasizing that land ethic that has been showcased through generations in New Mexico. 
Very cool. So this year is the first time this award is available in our state. I think New Mexico is the perfect place. We've definitely got a lot going on conservation-wise. I'm looking forward to seeing who applies. As you know, collaboration is a core ethic of NMCOOL. Why is collaboration for working land stewardship in New Mexico important? And how does this happen in your work? Collaboration for working land stewardship is incredibly important all throughout the country and especially in New Mexico. When people think of working lands, often they only think of the food and fiber, but in reality, working lands produce water quality and quantity, wildlife habitat, carbon sequestration, and just a wide variety of environmental benefits. Regardless if you're in a rural or urban area, what happens on working lands directly impacts you. In the Leopold Conservation Award Program, this collaboration happens in, in many different ways. New Mexico is a diverse state, and the way that conservation can be successful on working lands is just as diverse. We rely on the collaboration not only to spread the word about the program and encourage deserving land stewards to apply, but also to share the stories of conservation success so that all New Mexico folks have a better understanding of the importance of conservation on working lands and they can relate to what is produced on working lands besides just food and fiber. Can you list any of the folks that y'all worked with? Here in New Mexico, we are launching the program in a partnership with the New Mexico Association of Conservation Districts, the New Mexico Coalition to Enhance Working Lands, Quivera Coalition, and along with support from our national sponsor, American Farmland Trust. These are the, the partners that are helping to bring the program to New Mexico, but it is not a complete list at all. Even though this is the first year of the program, uh, different organizations have already jumped in to support the program, which I think is indicative of the collaborative nature of New Mexico and the focus on, on conservation. Organizations like the Dixon Water Foundation, USDA NRCS, Tri-State Generation and Transmission Association, a couple of private donors, Holistic Management International, have all come on board because they want to see this program launched in New Mexico. Yeah, and I know we can all agree that recognizing land stewardship is vital to the New Mexico environment. What is the biggest opportunity collaboration offers to help you reach your goals? One of, if not the biggest opportunity to impact conservation success through collaboration is that each different group involved may share a portion of their audience, but the more folks that are collaborating, the more widespread the message is communicated, not only to hear the success stories, but to showcase that all of these diverse organizations are invested in conservation success. The Leopold Conservation Award is not just a way to let the non-ag public know what's happening on working land. It's also an opportunity to share examples of how other farmers and ranchers and foresters in your state are tackling some of the same issues that another farmer, rancher, or forester may be facing. Agriculture and conservation organizations share many of the same goals. By coming together as a group, we can achieve so much more than any one organization or industry. I heard you say amplification in there and also community because you're building this community around the folks who are doing this necessary work. What does the word community mean to you and how does it inform how you go about creating mutually beneficial partnerships and spaces? 
to me, community means so much more than just a set geographic area. I would argue that community involves not only the people, but also the environment. The Leopold Conservation Award focuses on the fact that people and wildlife and the environment are all part of the same greater community. If a farmer or rancher cannot make a living, then that land no longer is providing some of those environmental benefits. If they can make a living and also provide abundant clean water, improved air quality, wildlife habitat, to me, that is just a win-win situation. The criteria of the award doesn't limit acreage or what you're producing. It's not livestock or crop specific. It truly gets to the heart of who's doing the best with their opportunity. And it serves as a way for a community to celebrate one of their members that is producing benefits for their entire community. Conservation, agriculture, food, outdoor sports, and general community health are all intricately linked. When environmental improvement occurs on working lands, not only does it produce good, abundant food and fiber, it helps that farmer or rancher stay on that land to provide those other benefits, and that has a positive economic impact on the, on the greater community as well as the environmental benefits. I would just add too that as we as we had this Leopold Conservation Award in I think we're up to 22 states the the vast variety of farmers and ranchers across the country even though we may have a rice farmer in California and a cranberry grower in the east they all have this same uh, tight-knit collaborative um, feeling within their within themselves and and they're connected through this um, idea that conservation is key to their, their success, no matter where their uh, operation exists. So conservation is the main driving force connecting everyone into this bigger community of award recipients. Absolutely, yep, it's the key. And is there also a network that connects these recipients nationally? There is, and every few years we host a national symposium where we invite all Leopold Conservation Award recipients from around the country to gather. Not only is it networking, but it is also learning. Learning from their peers that have that same conservation ethic, if you will. So we we gather them together. We oftentimes refer to Leopold Conservation Award recipients as alumni. And there is this network that is created within a state, within a region of folks that have that additional resource of people to bounce ideas off of and and just figure out new solutions to old problems. The other thing I would I would mention here is that one of the exciting things is that the Leopold Conservation Award is not just an award. It's a program. We try to do what we can to meet the needs of a state or region as best we can. One of the things I'm really excited about is we've touched on community and collaboration a little bit uh, so far. We just recently received an NRCS conservation collaboration grant to pilot a program of having Leopold Conservation Award recipients from around the country serve as mentors to beginning and historically underserved farmers and ranchers. So these amazing land stewards 
that want to share their knowledge with these folks have that opportunity. It's providing an opportunity to learn from them and for that wisdom and that land ethic and the excitement of figuring out the solution to a tricky situation to be passed down, not just through generations, but through the entire agricultural community. So that is a program that we are piloting right now. In fact, that's open. If, if somebody listening is a beginning or historically underserved farmer or rancher or forester and wants more information, they can go to our website and, and sign up. And it's, it's really speaking to carrying that land ethic all through the agriculture and conservation community. Thanks for sharing that additional opportunity. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be interested in applying, so we'll share a link to that program as well. What have been the key ingredients to success in your collaborations? I think the key ingredients for success in our collaboration is the understanding that we're all working towards that same big picture goal. And there may be different ways of getting there, but if we all focus on this idea of this end goal of enhancing working lands through conservation, each person and organization can utilize their own unique strengths to bring the whole collaboration light years ahead of what any one person or one organization can do by themselves. I believe it's incredibly important to get different perspectives and ideas. One person's life experience differs from any other. And the more collective knowledge and skills that we have working together for that shared common goal, the better. At the end of the day, successful collaborations involve a lot of listening and openness to ideas that are not your own in order to reach that shared common goal. Listening and openness, those are good ones. Can you elaborate on those strategies and share what other strategies you use to build trust specifically as you collaborate with other organizations? Sure. Sand County Foundation, we're very transparent in our overarching goal. We want to celebrate farmers, ranchers, and foresters that are doing right by the land and showcasing what Leopold referred to as a land ethic. There are going to be different ways to get there, but as long as we are focused on the end goal, we can actively listen, we can work together and we can take those nuances of each different state and incorporate them. I'm a former fishing guide and my favorite quote as a fishing guide was, there is no substitute for local knowledge. Understanding that the folks on the ground dealing with these issues every day have that local knowledge is imperative to being successful. We may know a lot about the program and how to implement it and best practices and what works, what doesn't, but our partners and our collaborators in New Mexico know about the unique situation that New Mexico farmers and ranchers are facing. And so we need to listen to them to celebrate the, the diversity of working lands across the state and across the nation. Stephanie, I would just like to add in regards to collaboration, I think a lot of the networking and collaboration that goes on takes place as I go out into a state. Uh, obviously, I, I know a lot of the folks here in Utah. Uh, I, I worked in the industry. I have worked in the agricultural industry for, you know, close to probably close to 30 years, really. And so it was easy in Utah. But as I go out to other states, I may not know about how a rice operation works in California. But 
being on the ground with them and just just visiting one-on-one with them for me is the key to success in, in each individual state. I have the opportunity to attend a few different conferences where we network together and we share common goals and interests. And I'm amazed continually how sometimes we 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 think we're organizations wouldn't wouldn't partner up because maybe they have different overall goals. But I think all of these organizations care about the environment and how things really operate, you know, when we get into the details on the ground. So I think the common interest that we all share is the opportunity to preserve, protect, and enhance um, the environment. So that's what we're all about. Thanks, David. It sounds like between the two of you, y'all have a lot of experience working with folks on the ground in these different states and now here in New Mexico. What are some of the lessons you've learned from these collaborations? One of the biggest things that we have learned through collaborating with partners and sponsors with the Leopold Conservation Award program, both nationally and in New Mexico, is just the wealth of knowledge and passion that is out there. As individuals and organizations, we all have core competencies and knowledge about things that we are particularly interested in or particularly strong in. When we combine those strengths and truly listen to each other and play to each other's strengths, we create this unbelievably strong team that's all working together, doing what they're best at, and that way we can achieve some great things. Even the term working lands means many different things to many different people. Bringing those different voices and perspectives together to collectively work towards the overarching goal of achieving conservation success means that we have more tools at our disposal, more knowledge at our disposal. You know, it might be something like a company wants to make the public aware of their focus on conservation and agriculture. Maybe it's a natural resources professional that wants to recognize somebody that they've really enjoyed working with and learned a lot from. Perhaps it's a farmer or rancher that wants to prevent other farmers or ranchers from making the same mistakes they did. When we put all those perspectives together, It helps us as a community elevate each other, learn from each other, and just be inspired by the land ethic that's so strong all across the nation and especially in New Mexico. Absolutely. And I think Aldo Leopold would agree when I say that New Mexico is a truly remarkable state. So you both don't know this about me, but I am all about moonshots. So keep that in mind when you're answering this next question. What do you think the best possible outcome is for the Leopold Conservation Award program? We would like to have an overwhelming number of applicants say, hey, this is what I do. I can't think of anything better than uh, too many applicants because we're doing too many things that are good for the environment. You can imagine um, we have many producers in New Mexico and across the country, but particularly New Mexico, who are doing wonderful things on the land. They're, they're, They're implementing a variety of projects and they're they're enhancing their landscapes and it's just for us to be able to showcase that to others it really it's just kind of this snowball effect where one producer you know we have one recipient a year but the next year someone says hey i do some of those things i think i could be considered for this award so if you if you're out there really thinking hey do i qualify or do i am i doing enough my answer is, you know, anything that you're doing to enhance the environment and to protect the soil, the water, our wildlife, if you're doing those things, you qualify. You, you, can, you can be a part of this program. And we want to recognize those landowners who 
are really exemplifying these traits. Do you hear that, folks? It is time to apply. Did you have something you wanted to add to that, Lance? I think there are several great possible outcomes for the Leopold Conservation Award program in New Mexico. A couple of the first that come to mind are we're creating examples of how other New Mexico farmers and ranchers and foresters are achieving conservation success and communicating that to other landowners and other folks on the land in New Mexico. The credibility and relatability of somebody overcoming some of the same challenges that uh, that they are facing in their own area, that's, a, that's an incredibly powerful tool. Showcasing all of the organizations involved with the program in their collaboration in, the, in making the program happen is, is an amazing thing. One year it might be a small organic farm, the next year a large ranch. Collectively, as the agriculture and conservation communities, we all have the opportunity to celebrate and appreciate these very different examples of success. Just because somebody doesn't grow the same crop or raise the same livestock as you doesn't mean that they're not lessons that you can learn from them. And when we are all successful in what we are doing, collectively, it helps the entire industry. I think another great outcome is is helping to showcase how many organizations and individuals are truly vested in landscape scale conservation success. A supporter of the program can utilize the program as a way to show that conservation and agriculture is important to them. Um, you know, it's it's an opportunity for more folks to appreciate that there is far more than food and fiber being created on working lands. We're all part of the same greater community and when one member does well, it helps so many others. I've never met a farmer or rancher or forester that wakes up in the morning and says, I'm gonna harm the land today. Those on working lands love the land and this is a way to empower them to share their stories, their successes, their failures, and shorten that learning curve for other folks. Because when one of us succeeds collectively, we all succeed. Mm, When one of us succeeds collectively, we all succeed. Thank you for reminding us of that truth nugget. That is very important when it comes to conservation, regenerative agriculture, and collaboration. I want us to save some time at the end of our interview to explain the logistics of this year's award application process with our listeners. But before we do that, is there anything else you'd like to share that you feel is important for folks to hear? And I I think I would just add, uh, as as I've worked within the agricultural community, um, grew up on a farm myself, and um, I've continued to work with landowners and land stewards, uh, it's clear beyond any measure that those that are working on farms and ranches and own property and have a deep sense of gratitude for what what they have, it's clear that this is not just a job for any of them. That This is a part of their who they are. This is a part of their, um, their soul, their being, however you want to say it. They, we recognize that this is more than just a, a nine to five job that they go to every day. This is their heart and soul is they, they, they put their efforts in their operations and to 
to benefit the environment as well and to protect what they hold dear is it's truly an amazing thing to watch as these applicants these these people who are nominated for this award as they receive and are recognized for what they do it's it's a truly uh, inspiring story and it it is meant to be shared with not just their peers but with with the community at large and that's important to us to have that that word spread thanks david we will be sure to share far and wide lance any last thoughts you know one other one or two other things that i think are important to share the name of the leopold conservation award and sand county foundation are derived from a famous conservationist and actually a former New Mexico resident, Aldo Leopold. His idea of a land ethic inspires us and I think will inspire most who take the time to read some of his timeless knowledge. Leopold is one of these authors that just seemingly has an infinite supply of amazing quotes. And I think my favorite is that he's quoted as saying, We abuse land because we regard it as a commodity belonging to us. When we see land as a community to which we belong, we may begin to use it with love and respect. I think that encompasses much of what the Leopold Conservation Award program strives to do. What are some ways people can get involved? If you want to and are able to sponsor the award, that's fantastic. If you want to nominate somebody, that's fantastic too. If you want to share the story of a land steward that is in your state, in your region, or just that that story resonates with you, fantastic. If you just want to be inspired by what other land stewards are doing across the nation, you can just head over to sandcountyfoundation.org and see 150 different examples of conservation success through our Leopold Conservation Award recipients. If you're a beginning farmer or rancher and, or a member of a historically underserved population, please feel free to reach out. Learn more about the mentorship program. Learn from these great folks that want to share their knowledge. And lastly, when you see a farmer or rancher that's going that extra mile to do right by the land, appreciate them. Thank them understand that it's not always easy. It's not always the the most inexpensive or the easiest way to do things, but they're doing it because they've got a strong land ethic. And when we can encourage and celebrate those that are achieving those things and and going about it the, the quote-unquote right way, that is a powerful thing to let people know that that you care that we as a community care and just appreciating the fact that farmers, ranchers, and foresters are the ones that are helping to create that wildlife habitat, that clean, abundant water, that soil health, that that clean air, those open vistas, all of that that we so much enjoy. So celebrate them, be involved, and reach out to learn more if you feel like it. Thanks, Lance. I hope we get a wave of applications from New Mexico in the coming weeks. The call for applications for the Leopold Conservation Award is open right now. So if you would like to apply or nominate someone, go to sandcountyfoundation.org for more information about the award and the application process. The deadline for both applications and nominations is May 15th. May 15th.
I'm Steph Marie Von Anken, and that concludes our first episode of the NM Cool podcast. Again, this is one of a handful of podcasts the NM Cool Network will be releasing over the next few weeks leading up to the annual summit. The summit is scheduled for April 21st at 10 a.m. Mountain Time via Zoom. For more information and to register for this year's summit, go to nmcool.org forward slash annual summit. That's nmcewl.org forward slash annual summit. A big thank you to Lance Irving and David Bailey of the Sand County Foundation for taking the time to speak with us and for all the work you do to support conservation efforts in New Mexico and beyond. Thanks for tuning in.